It is, it's me, it's TRG, the rambling gambler, the son of a salesman in a constant pursuit of excellence of execution in all aspects of casino gambling. Welcome everyone to episode 49 of our Casino Combat podcast, the podcast that dares to say you can be good at casino gambling, you can win more months than you lose, win more money a year than you lose, and live a part-time casino lifestyle for free. Let's get this started. Ladies, gentlemen, non-binary person, anyone who understands that happiness is a mat that sits on the doorway. Do not gamble with money you cannot afford to lose. Do not gamble with money you need to pay bills. My past performances are not indicative of anyone's future results, including my own. If you have a gambling problem, contact your local problem gambling hotline. If you do not know how to contact your problem gambling hotline, send an email to help at casinocombat.com. We will find that information for you and make it available to you. Everything I'm going to share with you in this podcast is based in facts. Names and dates have been altered to protect the innocent and the guilty. Minor items unrelated to outcomes may be omitted in the interest of brevity and clarity. <laughs> As I said, welcome everyone. Nice of you to be here. Wonderful of you to take time to listen. If this is your first time, I spent a long time learning to be good at casino gambling. Big picture casino gambling. Winning money when I can, winning lots of money when I have the opportunity, and keeping my losses low and hustling for comps when I'm not winning. I try to spend some time each week sharing what I know, what I've learned, and showing you the results I get from doing just exactly that each and every week. One of the things I learned, well, kind of invented from what I had learned previously, was a way of playing some slot machines. And it actually makes a profit for me almost every month. And my wife's tested it, and T-Rex has tested it, and Billy with the great last name has tested it. It takes about 28 pages to explain it. So... Too much information to put in a podcast, and certainly too much information to put in the podcast on a regular basis. I wrote it all down in a free free ebook. If you send an email to me, trg at casinocombat.com, combat spelled with a K, of course, and in the subject line you put two words, slot tactics. Put those in the subject line. We've got an email bot, Fred, and Fred will send you a link to download a copy of the book. And to be clear, free means free. I'm not going to upsell you. I'm not going to downsell you. I'm not going to spam you and keep trying to sell you something. That's not how this works. I don't have anything to sell. So free. Download it. Delete it if you don't find it useful. What are we going to do today? I received a very perceptive question this week via email. So I'm going to respond to that in a questions my sons asked segment to kick things off in just a few minutes. We have not had a core concepts segment in a few weeks. Concept is spelled with a K and a C if you're new to the podcast. So I'm going to do one of those segments for you today, and I'm going to talk about something that is opposite of what I am trying to teach. I'm going to show you what isn't one of our core concepts, something I think you should avoid. And of course, I gambled this week, this past week, which means observations and results in a travel segment before we wrap up in the VIP lounge with a quick sip and a story about needing to convince a high limit room, both dealers and floor people, that I'm not a card counter or a card cheat. So that's our roadmap for this week, everybody. That's our battle plan. That's what I'm going to do, or at least try to do. You know I might get off track at some point. Let's start with questions my sons ask. What? What? I have three sons who ask questions about casino gambling, and I always appreciate listeners taking the time to ask questions via email or social media. If you need to find us on social media, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, thanks to the efforts of Billy with the Great Last Name and T-Rex. The links are at the top of our website, casinocombat.com. 
The question this week comes from Scott R., who writes, TRG, I probably have not listened to all of your episodes, but I've listened to a lot of them. A lot of what you say makes sense to me. I've been trying your slot strategy, and it's very different, but I'm getting decent results. But it seems to me that a lot of your casino wisdoms are similar or look at the same thing in slightly different ways. Why is that? Or am I missing something? Or are you just filling time? I like that part. Or are you just filling time? Um, I don't think that's a real question, but I'm not just filling time. Uh, I've said before, I think. I think I've said before. um, I view these podcasts the same way the producers of Game of Thrones viewed viewed Game of Thrones. Um, If if I need to take 70 minutes to tell you something one week, I'm going to take 70 minutes. And if I need 20 the next week, it's going to be 20. So I'm... Well, other than explanations like that, I'm not really trying to fill time. Um, so, Scott, look, thanks for listening. I'm certainly glad to hear that you're, you were getting decent results from the Slot Tactics book. I mean, that's always great to hear, both that someone tried things out and, and that what, I, what works for me, you know, if it's working for me and you try it and it works for you, that's what I'm trying to do here. That, that's why I take this time every week to do this and put this out in the world. And you're correct. Some casino wisdoms are similar to each other, and often more than one casino wisdom can apply to a situation. You can stay calm when something's not right and look for a casino solution, which is casino wisdom number six, and then get to that solution by asking for what you want, what would make the thing right for you, right? You can ask for the solution you would would like to have, which is a, a restatement of casino wisdom number 77. Asking and getting is a casino solution without a doubt. So here's how I see this, at at the risk of being blasphemous. Holy books often teach the same ideas and concepts in different ways. Someone might not remember Mark 11, 17, but they'd be helped by recalling Acts 2.10. Hey, don't look those up. I I was a good Bible student when I was a young man, uh, and I know my Bible, but I just picked numbers and words I knew were real there, folks. I have no idea what those particular scriptures are. I didn't think it was important, so don't look those up and think they have some type of meaning. Look, the point is, teachers often teach the same lesson in different ways. Different messages resonate with different people. The idea of the casino wisdoms is to take knowledge and information that myself and allies like Gabriel and the walking Wikipedia have gathered over the years and match those with actions that we've used and tested and found to be helpful. They're they're cues that we give each other. They're things that we say to each other in text messages and that kind of stuff. I try to package those lessons, those ideas, those things that we've learned to do in those situations into a few words or phrases that are rememberable, uh, memorable, rememberable, look to help others remember that useful action when it matters in the moment. Not everyone's going to remember every wisdom in every situation. Heck, I don't even do that. But hopefully, they help some people sometimes because they're easy to remember. Or to answer this in a much simpler way, not my strong, strongest attribute, answering things in a quick way, but the quick answer, yes, I know that the casino wisdoms are sometimes similar. I think it can be helpful. And as I said, no, I'm not trying to fill time. Thanks again, Scott, for taking the time to listen and the time to write. I, I really, truly appreciate that. If you are new to the podcast and just hearing about Casino Wisdoms for the first time, Fred the Email Bot can help you out. Send me an email via trg at casinocombat.com. Put the words get 
wisdom, two words once again, in the subject line, and Fred will be happy to email you a link to download the official list of all the Casino Wisdoms and the episode where they were introduced as sorted out and documented by Inner Circle member, third to the ring, Keeper of Wisdoms. Let's move on to the core concepts segment and talk about something that is not a correct implementation of one of the core concepts of Casino Combat. To me, it's amazing to think that it's been almost a year since I introduced the world to the core concepts of Casino Combat, an approach to winning the game of casino gambling. So let's run down those quickly for anyone who's not been around that long. Here we go. Here are the core concepts. Learn a casino game with a minimum house advantage. Learn a betting strategy that includes both progressive and regressive components. Have a bankroll of money you can afford to lose that is large enough for the size bets you choose to make. Get a player's card from the casino. Have the discipline to win a small amount of money and leave or lose a small amount of money and leave. Try to win the month, not the day. If you lose the month, make it up with comps and gifts from the casino. Pretty simple and straightforward stuff, I think. Not too tough in the, the small, you know, the, the quick bite-sized piece. It's the implementation, as you know. We've been talking about the implementation for 49 episodes now. So today our topic is item two in that list. Learn or have a betting strategy that includes both progressive and regressive components. Or more specifically, I want to focus on something that is not a betting strategy with both of those components that I see all the time. And that is changing your wager based on a perceived pattern. Now, I am not a psychology major, I am not a psychiatrist, I am an observer of human nature and human behavior, and I think it's hardwired into the human brain to try to find patterns in random events, random situations, and make sense of things that way. That's just what I see people doing and, and doing throughout history. I mean, you see a cloud and your brain says, oh, look, a horse or a castle. It's that kind of thing. But patterns don't exist in a properly run game of chance. They just don't. But it's easy for our brains to think that they do. Roulette and Baccarat groups online have plenty of people that are trying to sell systems that will teach you to beat those games by learning to read the table or by seeing what is, and this is in air quotes, really going on and betting accordingly. They're almost always talking about finding patterns and they're almost always garbage. Um, and... Sorry if I offended somebody. If you think you've got something that actually works, that fits one of those categories, send it my way. I'll take a look and give you my honest opinion. And if, if I'm wrong, if you've got something that actually isn't just finding patterns, I'll be happy to say that and tell people about what you do. Roulette tables encourage this type of wagering by posting the results of previous spins on a big screen at the table. So let's suppose the ball on a roulette wheel has landed on five, I'm sorry, has landed on red five times in a row. So red, 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 regardless of what the number was. And so that means it's probably going to do it again, right? It's done it five times in a row. It's going to do it again. So you should progressive wager, I guess, to put a label on it and make a bigger bet because it has to be red again. Oh, wait, no. I mean, that could mean it's been, it's been red five times, so it has to be black next. It can't keep landing on red over and over, so you should make a regressive wager. I guess let's call that a regressive wager and bet a lot of money on black. Either way, the player's guessing and betting more 
because of a gas. And regardless, neither of those assumptions is true. Unless the roulette wheel is installed incorrectly, the chances of the next spin landing on red, black, or green has nothing to do with the previous five spins and where the ball landed on those spins. The fact that for five times it landed on a red number means nothing. This is seeing a pattern and raising or lowering your bet. It isn't a wagering system with progressive and regressive components. It's just guessing. And being honest, this is also something that bugs me about Baccarat. Baccarat is generally a game that doesn't start until everyone is ready. It can be several minutes between hands because there's a board showing the results of previous hands. I've been at tables with people who will do the equivalent of seeing patterns in the cloud. They will tell me that a dragon pattern is forming or a scorpion pattern. And then they'll bet both the wager selection and the amount of the wager accordingly. Whatever accordingly means. I have yet to figure out how to bet properly because it's a dragon or a scorpion. But they'll tell me that that's what's going on. And if their bet doesn't pay off, then they will find a different pattern that it's going to really, it's really an octopus, not a scorpion. They're just misreading the pattern. And then they'll raise their bet to match that pattern. Again, this isn't a wagering system. This isn't a wagering system. Imagining that you thought you saw a scorpion in the pattern and now you think you see an octopus is just guessing. Blackjack players are guilty of this too. I will see someone double their eight against a dealer's five, which is not a correct basic strategy play. And they will do this because they will say the previous hand didn't contain any tens. And I'm not talking about an adjustment to your strategy based on card counting. That works. That's good card counting. But it's an entirely different subject. That's not what we're talking about. I'm talking about someone noticing that there were no tens last hand and using that observation to guess that a 10 value card is going to land on their eight and or bust the dealer's hand when they draw again. They're putting more money in because of a pattern they thought they saw on one hand on the previous 18 cards, 20 cards. It's guessing. It's not a wagering system. In my experience, guessing is not a good plan for long-term success. And that's what I'm looking for. Long-term success. Set steps with the next bet or an exit predetermined by the outcome of the wager that just occurred is my technique for taking the guesswork out. And as a result, the emotions out of determining how large or small the next wager should be. If you need an example of a wagering system that uses these ideas without guessing, I've covered a wagering system like this in episode 3, and in my opinion, I did a better job when I covered it again in episode 11. You can find those ideas and concepts there. That technique, what I teach in those episodes, has been tried and tested for over a decade by me and by other people. You don't need to guess. The system always tells you what the next bet should be and when to leave the table winning or losing. Okay, Mrs. TRG and I did a date night trip last week out east. Um, I did a little gambling locally. Join me in the travel segment and I'll tell you how everything went and we'll sort out if I made money or didn't make money. I made a quick stop last week at my local casino because I had a business appointment close by and, and it was really quick. My free slot play was tiny and I didn't win very much and I was able to find a seat at a blackjack table which was great but I lost and left. 
Uh, so one of those boring, I gambled, I lost, I left stories that isn't very interesting. A true GLL if ever there was one. But on Saturday, Mrs. TRG joined me for date night at our home casino, Casino 2, about two and a half hours east of our home. Our first night in a casino without masks in a very long time. We had a comped room. We both received free slot play and some match bet slips to use on table games. So a room, a little money for both of us to gamble with. What else do we need for a date night, right? If you've been listening, you know that's a perfect date night for us. We spent a lot of time at our first table of the evening, which eventually left uh, each of us with a, a small loss. We played our free slot play, and Mrs. TRG had a nice win. Me, not so much. Barely enough to buy a diet soda, but free money's free money. Free diet soda's free diet soda. Um, Mrs. TRG also won some money at a slot machine using TRG slot strategy El Numero Dos. So our money turning into more of our money, not with free money. We played a second blackjack table before dinner. I basically broke even, finishing up just a little, and Mrs. TRG took a small loss. We ended that rather long session a bit early, in my case, honestly, because we had a dinner reservation at the steakhouse, and you know we thought we had plenty of time, and it went long enough that even though I hadn't reached a positive exit point, I had a positive number, she had a negative exit point, and so we, we moved on to dinner, which was excellent. Absolutely excellent. Love the love that steakhouse. We finished up uh, after dinner. We we ended up at a, a table with another couple who were just wonderful people, and we now got no masks on, right? And we got no plexiglass between us, which is great. It's kind of back to whatever normal used to mean. I don't know, but we we're able to drink and gamble and tell stories and get to know each other. It was wonderful. We even had something happen that I've never seen happen before in, in my recollection. So here's what happens as the dealer's dealing. He didn't give the third player at the table a card. And then he gave the fourth player a card and himself a card. That's a missed deal. I've seen this happen before and it's usually always handled the same way wherever I've seen it happen. And the first part of the resolution went exactly as I expected. The pit boss was called over and the dealer explained the situation to the, to the, to the pit boss. And the pit boss told the dealer to give a card to player three and then to give a card to everyone else, including his second card. So once we've all seen our hands and we've seen the dealer's up card, which was a five, the pit boss asked each of us individually if we want to play the hand or if we want our money back. And some people took their money back and some people didn't. This is all exactly as I expected. I had a total of 10 with a large, kind of a large bet out. So I decided to play my hand and of course I doubled. I have 10, the dealer has a five, that's the right play. I got an eight for a total of 18, feeling pretty good. And the dealer has a four under for a total of 19 and the dealer draws a, a, a 10 for a total of 19. I lost. Then the interesting part, the unique part. The floor comes back, looks at the results, and reaches past the dealer and pushes each person's bet back to them, the money they had wagered, and says, Sorry about that, folks. So he paid the winners. He pushed back the money of anyone who lost instead of collecting it. I've never seen that happen before. I've never seen money returned after the outcome of the hand was determined. I mean, I decided to play. I decided to double. I lost fair and square. That was their money, not mine. But it was very courteous of him to push our money back to us. I certainly appreciated it. In fact, it was probably the difference between a winning table and a losing table for me. That's the crazy part. Right after that, the entire table started winning. Mrs. TRG and I both doubled our money 
and in some, in my case, a little bit more before we reached an exit point. And so at that point, we listened to live music because it was our first opportunity in over a year, and we, we wrapped up our evening. The next morning, we took the longer way home and stopped at Casino One for some more match bets and a comp to drink. We both won money playing blackjack, and I lost just a little money in a slot machine. It just never quite reached its positive exit point. And then eventually it kind of sputtered and, and we hit that negative exit and wrapped things up. When we were all done with the trip, we had a profit of one and a third day's pay after paying the expenses, which included a rather pricey dinner at the steakhouse. Subtracting out the money I lost locally, we still finished the week with a profit after expenses of more than a half day's pay. So that's back-to-back weeks with a small win after expenses. Not bad. Date night a great room, a great dinner, live music, and a profit. That's what the casino combat techniques are supposed to create. And I love when I get a chance to demonstrate that to you. Let's finish up in the VIP lounge with a quick story and a sip or two. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Come on in, everyone. You know where everything is at this point, I assume. But if this is your first time, imagine a beautiful room with lots of marble and chrome, a great big bar, plenty of big leather sofas and chairs. Our bar is fully stocked with the best of everything. I mean, virtually, but the virtual best of everything, including, of course, but not limited to local craft beers, still in sparkling water and artisanal sodas, which you are welcome to call pop if you prefer. Today, I'm going to break out a short pour of some 27-year-old Chevis Regal that I keep stashed away. This story is short, but I think it's worth pulling out the good stuff. Quite a few years ago, I was playing blackjack in the high limit room in my local casino, and despite being a regular, I didn't happen to know any of the dealers or the floor person on this particular shift. So I'm playing, and I'm winning, and having a great time, and at some point, I'm dealt a six of clubs and a seven of clubs, and the dealer has a ten showing. So I smack the table and say, no problem, just give me the eight of clubs and let's wrap this hand up. (laughs) Don't you know, out comes the eight of clubs for a total of 21. The dealer has a 10 underneath for a total of 20. I win the hand. The dealer's looking at me shocked. The dealer at the next table over is looking at me shocked. The floor is looking at me. The floor then walks over to the phone and starts dialing. I'm a little worried at this point. I mean, I normally gambled there several times a week, and getting kicked out for counting or marking cards would have been really, really annoying. Maybe that's not the word I want. Um, It would have changed things dramatically in how I did what I did to have them decide I was not welcome to come back anymore, which they are completely entitled to do. It's a private place, and they're allowed to say who plays and who doesn't. So eventually the floor person hangs up the phone, And I assume that security is going to be reviewing the tape. And I said, come on, guys, come on. It was a joke. I got lucky. I'm here several times a week since you opened up. If I was good enough at counting or marking cards to know the value of the suit and value of the next card, don't you think you guys would have noticed it by now? And if I was doing all that, do you think I'd announce it to you like that? I mean, really, guys, who is that good or that stupid? And I was playing with another gentleman. And he's trying to help me out, and he says, Look, I've been playing with him for a whole bunch of shoes. He's had like three drinks. What card counter or cheat puts back three three drinks while playing? Which I thought was a good point. A, a few minutes later, the phone rings, and we're allowed to continue playing, but the floor person keeps a very close eye on things. When we finish the, sh- the shoe, 
Lo and behold, security shows up to drop off new cards and collect the cards we had been playing. I'm assuming that they inspected the cards. Uh, eventually, I hit my point. I hit my, my time to go point. And as I'm finishing up and coloring up my money, the, the floor person is, you know, typing around on the computer. And he says, TRG, is this your current address? And I said, yes, and you can find me several days a week in the VIP lounge and on the casino floor, and my hostess has my cell phone number. I'm not a tough guy to find if you need me. I still played there today once in a while. I played there for years after that, and that was the last I heard of it. But I'm a little more careful about telling that joke these days, but it is a fun story to tell once in a while sitting around with old and new friends in the VIP lounge. If you're playing the casino chip game, there are eight in this episode of the podcast, and let's assume that's eight the hard way. Please tip your waitresses, tip your bartenders, tip your dealers. Remember your casino wisdoms. Don't tip away your wins. I have spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. It's time for leaving, and I hope you understand I was born a rambling man. Love it. Hate it. It don't matter. Please share with your family and friends. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Have a great week.